0: everyone and welcome to water water everywhere a podcast about water of uh, the salty and fresh varieties
1: hosted by me Carly um Lila thinks I'm the best ecohydrologist. I don't know about that go ahead Lila <laughs> wow is that
0: how you are gonna engage our audience yes this is hosted by Carly she's the best damn ecohydrologist there is and me Lila a marine scientist and more importantly Carly's best friend and main hype girl apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> today i'm going to be talking about a huge literally very large topic in oceanography the global ocean conveyor belt it's the ocean's own escalator of fun hopefully it won't scare carly too much
1: i am afraid of the ocean i might have nightmares tonight guys i don't know <laughs> it's the it's escalator a terrifying place escalators are <laughs> scary okay i was the kid who would get her shoelaces caught in them and the ocean's really scary so we'll find out but actually wait just sidebar did you actually get your
0: your shoelaces caught in an escalator just yeah at least, it's like my worst nightmare
1: so scary what's down there did it suck your whole shoe up into oblivion no 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 they it like when something gets caught in there it like immediately like shuts off kind of just stops and okay. then every and then you're blocking everyone behind you <laughs> <laughs> And your dad's yelling at you, God damn it, Carly. (laughs) I can't take you anywhere. (laughs) And that's how it goes.
0: Wow. Okay, well, hopefully this is less scary than an escalator.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: folks, let's get into it.
1: Charlie, how's it going? Um, it's going good. <laughs> you know, it's it's a Tuesday, so it's not it's, it's a not Tuesday. a Monday.
0: It's not a Monday. Yeah, yeah. I days don't mean anything to me right now, but it sure feels like a Tuesday.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you have a good day? What'd you do?
0: I did. I got my um, CPR and first aid certification re-upped this morning. Oh wow. So I woke up real early and went to a YMCA and blew into a dummy's mouth.
1: Okay, so you're ready to blow in I, anyone's then mouth I went right and now? Got
0: my CPR and first aid. Oh,
1: uh, just kidding.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if anyone needs CPR, just call me. Um, my name is Lila, I'm certified. Can I help you today?
1: Call Lila for a good mouth blowing. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> How dare you?
0: <laughs> Only if you're cute. <laughs> um that's it and then because I had to get up early for that I came back and I watched some cartoons and I took a nap it's been a good day okay
1: good how I'm are happy. you I'm good yeah. you know I I'm good I'm overcoming okay. a migraine but I'm happy now um important yeah so yeah I'm all good okay. good should we um just paint a
0: little more of our backstory for yeah our listeners
1: <laughs> yeah all of them
0: all of them. Every <laughs> single one. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, also, so I met Carly. We were living in in Israel. Carly and I met when we were both living in oh, Israel. Why were
1: we living there?
0: We were living there. I was in college. You were fresh out of college, mm-hmm. starting your life as an ecohydrologist, And we were both um, studying at this Institute for Environmental Studies in the south of Israel. I don't know if we can say the name. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm going to yeah okay cool right there's not that many there's only the one environmental (laughs) studies in the south of israel um so if you really want to figure it out you can um i know but that's where we were and gosh i just met her probably the first day and just knew that i was in love with this human also i kept calling you courtney but your name is carly yeah but your best friend's name is courtney so i think it was a sign
1: yeah i think so too i just remember like immediately feeling like I think I had a friend crush on you where you're like... Oh, big one. Like, I just, like, have to be friends with this girl. Like, I yeah. like I think I already love her.
0: Oh, my God. Really?
1: Immediately. I mean, wow. you're just so cool and pretty and fun Get to be around. Here. Yeah, no, you I love like, you. So I was 20 when we met. And you were 24? That's crazy. Yeah, I was 20. I know. I, well, was I was really 20. I had turned 24. You were about to turn 21. I was about to turn 24.
0: That's right cuz yeah. we're both Libras. Mm-hmm.
1: Um coming up. Yeah.
0: Both uh both are yeah, coming up. <laughs> 25 and
1: 20.
0: Eight. Wait, that doesn't make sense. You were okay, wait, yeah. yes, it does. It does make sense. <laughs> um Yeah, you were like this cool older girl. That's how I thought of you cuz I was a kid.
1: That's so funny.
0: I don't think of you was older anymore. But, okay, like, when good. I first met you I was like, "Oh my god, look at this like professional, <laughs> like she graduated from college, like She's coming here as an intern. Like, this is a successful woman. I have so
1: much to learn from her. Oh, my God. And then
0: we got really drunk at someone's wedding that we didn't know. Oh, my.
1: Bla- I was blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, thanks for being yeah. my friend after that night.
0: Girl. I don't have a choice. <laughs> was bonded. No, we were friends before that.
1: Yeah, I think I, we yeah, were. We just,
0: like, bonded over, like, male trauma and just, Ugh, yeah. Male just trauma. Yeah. <laughs> We both had a crush on the same mediocre dude and we
1: stuck out through it so like yeah
0: here we are folks now we're both scientists yeah single
1: yeah also <laughs> am, am i single yeah so it didn't work so. out i don't know are you i'll let you do it. <laughs> uh, that Probably could be another podcast Single of mind but maybe not <laughs> i don't know i don't know Next and time. i also want to let the people know that Although I did study eco-hydrology, I don't know if you can call me an ecohydrologist. I'm sorry. I just get excited. No. But and I appreciate it. What can I call you? Some, well, God. when I'm trying to explain to people, i just say I'm a hydrologist, but even that's not technically my actual job title. And I don't even want to say the actual job title because I don't know, I don't want to get in trouble.
0: It might be too obvious. It's like,
1: yeah, too, it's basically, yeah, I'm a hydrologist.
0: I feel like hydrologist is good. it's
1: it's the same thing.
0: Like am I technically a marine scientist all the time? Yeah.
1: No. Oh. <laughs> I
0: have a lot of different jobs. Yeah. Not right now I'm not. You're a captain. Um I'm a captain. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, like right a lot of people are just like, "Oh, a marine scientist so you do research all the time." And I think it's like way more than that, but a lot of people don't. So
1: whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Well, So what's this I hear about you having an ex-boyfriend on a reality (laughs) TV show? I feel like I'm hoping it's going to relate to the topic, but if not.
0: I've been meaning to tell you, and I thought I should tell you on air. Um, But also, like, there's things that, like, I don't want to say. So I'm going to tell you, and I will give more details off the podcast. Okay, (laughs) that's fair. you can crop it out, but, like, here's the podcast version. Mm -hmm. So, Carly, um, something I found out last week. Uh, you know, I do a little bit of dating here and there. Um, and I dated someone probably for like a month and a half, like, you know, for like four to six weeks, like it never got serious. Um, but you know, we were like dating for a little bit, you know, and then, um, I broke up with him because he was moving way faster than I was comfortable with. Um, but like really like a super nice dude. Um, yeah. And I found out last week, it's been probably like a year ish year, a little more than a year since I dated him. Uh, last week, I found out he will be on a reality TV show. Which one? Can premiering you say? in October. Can you um, say? I am not going to say on the podcast. <laughs> Man. I don't know, but if you <laughs> honestly, guys, if you know what I do, there's only one. Like. Oh, that
1: it's that one. Yeah, it's that one. Ooh, because he
0: also does that. That's how I met him. Oh word. my yeah. god! So.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm so gonna can watch. We watch this? Uh, it's yeah. Well, so many people are watching. I got a lot of text messages that were like, "Have you seen on the new season?" I sent him a quick text. Oh I was feeling some type of way about it. For like, can what would you, you do? Is I've been the, telling you that you need to go on that show. I don't want to go on that show. I'm they pissed. show So much. You you see people's butts on that show. You, you don't, don't have to show your butt. Make
1: out, make out sessions. You can just the, make hella money. The
0: camera is just yeah. I don't I don't want to work on whatever. I don't want to work on
1: yachts though. <laughs> you want Whatever. This podcast is taking off. You don't need that. Yeah, I don't need it. I'm going to be rich from the podcast and, uh, you
0: know, my own personal endeavors.
1: But, yeah. Wow. Well, at least someone's dreams are coming true.
0: Yeah. I don't think I ever want to be on that show. And Rosalie was like, um, she was like, what was she saying? She was like, don't you feel like you dodged a bullet? You broke up with someone and then found out they're the type of person that wants to be on reality TV. (laughs) 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 I was like, you're not wrong. There's very few reality TV shows I would actually want to go on. I don't know it's a great show it's really good drama it is good drama because it's fun because they're on boats yeah carly
1: what
0: you want to talk about the ocean
1: if we must (laughs) no no I'm so excited I'm like actually really excited because this isn't something that that, that I know a lot about so I'm excited
0: Yeah, well, hopefully you learned something good today. Um, For my very first story or topic on this podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, one of the like biggest, it's like a huge big picture topic, right? When you study the ocean, you can study everything from like the teeny tiniest little plankton to like things that encompass the whole planet. And generally, if you're talking about one of those things, you're involving another one of those things right everything is connected but i'm tackling one of the largest picture topics i think it's a good way to set down a foundation for everything i'll talk about in the future um but it is a challenge to like distill all this information Mm -hmm. um into something that's like digestible so without further ado i'm going to do my best and let's get into it awesome so folks today we'll be talking about the global Ocean conveyor belt. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, the global ocean conveyor belt is a big topic in oceanography, right? Which is just basically the study of the ocean. If you really get into breaking down words, I love breaking down words, right? So, oceanography, graphy, like graphy, right? Technically means mapping. If you think of the word like photography, like photography, that means light mapping, which is what it is, which is kind of fun. But um, obviously, people aren't just making like maps of the ocean. They're doing it in like a sciency way. So it's like a mapping of the ocean using different factors. So you could like map a certain piece of the ocean based on what plankton are there or based on the chemicals in the water. You know, that's kind of how we, we look at all our data spatially when we're studying oceanography that makes sense in one way or another just breaking it down yeah so um the ocean is huge uh it encompasses about 70 to 75 percent of the earth's surface there's a really good graphic um out there in the world where it it shows a map of the earth but all of the land is like pushed to one side and you can really see just how much um ocean there is it's like three quarters of the earth's surface um, and it holds about 96.5% of the earth's water, which is a ton of wa-
1: water. I I knew that fact. Oh yeah. Look, look where you got you that with the rest from. of the water. Yeah. A, yeah. I, I did. I fact. got it
0: from <laughs>
1: that organization. So according to, <laughs> yeah,
0: according folks, according to the USGS, um, about 96.5% of all the water on earth is in the ocean. That's a ton of water but just how much water is it? Um, When we study the entire earth, or just like space in general. There's some things, some concepts out there that are just like too large for humans to really comprehend. Like if you think about like how big is the sun? It's too big, it's bigger than anything we know. We can't physically picture how big the sun is, right? It's kind of the same with the ocean. The ocean has 321 billion cubic miles of water. That number is too big to think about, but in case you want it to be,
1: <laughs> no. Hold I, on. Yeah, Sorry. I can't.
0: Yeah, it's so 321 billion cubic miles of water, roughly. That number is from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and obviously it's an estimate because we can't actually measure. No one's got you know a billion cubic mile measuring cups out there, let alone 321 billion cubic mile measuring cups. Um, so it's just like more water than we can actually really contemplate but a fun number to know and then the ocean being so huge and effectively an environment that humans cannot exist in right it's really hard to study we can't breathe underwater you cannot live in the ocean all right we've only been down to like the very deepest point um i think like three or four times right james cameron went on down there
1: um, is that mariana's part... trench is that yeah, the... Mar- okay yeah,
0: look at you yeah
1: you Good probably fact. told me that
0: Deepest part of the ocean mariana's trench we've been down there for like i think three times um you know we'll do cover that in a future video but uh yeah super deep it's like 36 miles deep it's just so inaccessible it's incredible that we've been there at all um but like most of the bottom of the ocean is like largely unexplored like very much unexplored we don't really know what's down there um we know more about our moon than our ocean Quite literally, something that is off planet. No we have more. Yeah, we've explored about five percent of our ocean. Five percent. See so that's that's why it's scary. It's large and <laughs> unknown, and I think yeah, I think we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Cause that's when I'm like, that is so cool. Give me a mystery.
1: Keep Let me, me out of space. It. Keep me out of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want any our part of it. In
0: land and freshwater only, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> preferably standing water <laughs> where like in,
0: <laughs> not even wasting standing
1: water no 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 like like okay. not not standing, oh, standing i'm sorry water.
0: <laughs> water i can
1: stand in waitable i'm sorry waitable water. yeah Wait, waiting water yeah sorry like,
0: that's where the bugs live standing water yeah that's fair i can't blame you honestly i think thalassophobia is a real and valid fear huh. <laughs> as a marine scientist thalassophobia a fear of the ocean
1: thalassophobia the, oh, sorry. okay
0: thalassophobia Th- yeah do you want me to thalassophobia yeah t-h-a lass thalass the thalass.
1: thalassophobia okay well that like doesn't even make sense as a word but
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure thalass means sea, but i actually don't know sure um a lot of my friends call it getting like sharked out like when we're swimming or um snorkeling or like when i was a lifeguard we do our lifeguard swims in the ocean um people like if you they can't see what's under them it's just like dark blue down there uh it would freak them out they would be like oh i'm freaked out i'm sharked out because you don't know if there's a shark underneath you but um first of all there probably is a shark underneath you and it's not gonna hurt you it's not gonna (sighs) hurt you oh my amazon package is getting delivered oh my god right now (laughs) excuse me (laughs) um but yeah getting sharked out thalassophobia i it doesn't really happen to me i don't really mind open water but every once in a while it does happen okay Um, so i'm gonna it's it's like a common problem with marine scientists too
1: i'm gonna need the listeners i'm gonna post a poll on instagram (laughs) who else is a thalassophobic where we're gonna you know we're gonna keep listening to this podcast we're gonna (laughs) create like some sides here yeah. Okay. okay we're well, going to be divided. Crushed, salt. Yeah. You know, that's what we're going to have to do. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Um, hopefully continue.
0: I can <laughs> educate you just a little. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's about it. Our big takeaways there. Ocean is really, really big and we don't know a lot about it mm-hmm, no. um, because it's so big. Uh, um, hey, Carly. Yeah. There's a couple of planets in this in this solar system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we live on earth which by the way petition to rename this planet ocean no because
1: it's mostly ocean third planet Thank from you. the sun
0: <laughs> yeah third planet from the sun do you know why we live here
1: well right because of uh, w- oxygen and water right because we can yeah, breathe here we can drink the, wa- yeah, the water uh-huh. the water so know. when
0: when nasa is looking for like other planets that might have life do you know what they're looking for water they're looking for like yeah they're looking for water like specifically what kind of water don't tell me salt water it's not a freak out it's just it's the phase <laughs> oh it doesn't matter yeah
1: solid or liquid liquid oh, they're looking for liquid yes. water yeah because like you know
0: like you're like other planets have like ice on them and stuff oh, right right, right? right, right and other right. planets moons and things like ice okay. but no water yeah what's that about why are they looking for
1: Liquid water. Where there's liquid water, there is life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever thought more about like why? Do we know why? I'm just Mm -hmm. sorry. I'm. I don't
1: know. Is it because we're aren't we seventy percent water, dude? There's so much water in us. Probably. Where are we all little
0: Earths walking around? Mm. Because Earth is seventy percent water. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why we're all such little special, unique, individual creatures. You know, it's like
0: there is an ocean inside of us
1: we've only really explored five percent of our own bodies. ocean of emotions for me but yeah
0: <laughs> putting the emotion putting the ocean in emotion
1: sure yeah see sure okay i'm gonna stop
0: there's a lot of dirty jokes you can make about the mariana's trench right now oh good saying.
1: oh my god i can't wait well we'll wait till we talk <sighs> about that in another podcast yeah.
0: fair fair um Getting back to it. <laughs> Science are looking for liquid water. Earth is habitable because of our ocean specifically. Okay. And I love you, but it's not because of our lakes and freshwater streams. It's because of our ocean. Okay. And it's because the ocean... Here's the big concept. Are you ready? Yeah. The ocean transports heat around the planet. Mm-hmm. That is the main function of our ocean. And it's why we can live here. Right. If we didn't have the ocean moving heat all around the planet holding on to heat really well this whole planet would be like a ice ball so like the ocean could be fresh water but i think it would still scare you i think it's not the saltiness of the ocean it has nothing
1: to do with the saltiness unless you guys were <laughs> to go into the dead sea when you're 12 and you had just learned how to shave your pubic hair <laughs> you're freshly shaved and you i don't know if you've ever felt that burning sensation did you ever oh do God. that <laughs> like you're not supposed to shave no. before you go get in because like it's like yeah, an open I think, wound um, when I
0: went to the Dead Sea yeah did you do it I feel like you did I feel like you were the one that told me not
1: to shave I must have told so everyone yeah you can't do it it's torture
0: it even just like even if you don't shave it just it hurts it hurts your Marianas trench a little bit <sighs> yeah. it feels weird <laughs> just too much salt yeah yeah <laughs> ladies know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah ladies can I get yes? Yeah. or sorry people sorry people with Marianas trenches Yeah. What I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not everyone's a lady with a Marianas Trench. True. Talking about vaginas, everybody. (laughs) Sorry. No. Yeah. All right, folks. So the Earth is habitable because it distributes heat all around the planet. Sorry. The Earth is habitable, folks, because the ocean distributes heat all around the planet. That's literally why we live here. Everyone get up, go to your window, say thank you, ocean, if you're listening in your car wave out the window if you wave in any direction the ocean is that way so just be like thank you ocean shout out okay so be sure to thank mama ocean for that one but the way that it redistributes heat around the planet all right folks so this brings us to the global ocean conveyor belt it's how quite literally the mechanism by which earth gets all that heat distributed around her the ocean gets all that heat distributed around her and plenty of other things as well not just heat um, but it's kind of how we talk about, uh, like ocean circulation, right? That makes sense? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It is kind of like a heavy topic, right? It's like huge, big numbers, things like that. So I'm going to try my best to break it down. Um, and I'm going to do that by making an airport analogy. Wait. Okay. So
1: are you about, wait, were you about to give a, uh, Fuck. what's it called? hello how's it going <laughs> um were you but you were about to give like a, a definition
0: yeah i can could I you about it a little bit yeah maybe You want it, me to define it first it is... and then could you on just get, airport analogy?
1: give me a quick like definition on what it is of course i feel like we've gone so deep now and i still don't know what it is <laughs>
0: I only just talked about the global ocean. Okay. Belt. It okay. takes a minute to get in there. Yeah. Okay. I just said those words. Okay. We talked about how big, yeah, sorry, to, so to, okay. to hit some key points, right? We talked about how big the ocean is. Yes. And also it's really big and it moves heat around the planet and that's why we live here. Those are the two concepts I was hoping to have a takeaway. Okay. Perfect. Getting deeper into the distribution of heat around the mm-hmm. planet. Okay. Okay. Is the global ocean conveyor belt? Yeah. Good question. So, the global ocean conveyor belt, the GOC-B, GOCB, is basically just how marine scientists describe ocean circulation. So, if we wanted to give it a definition, it's just a constantly moving system of deep ocean circulation driven by temperature and salinity, right? What like it, a river. What's <laughs> ocean
1: circulation? Just the in the way it like flows yeah or just like, like in ocean, the direction like water
0: moving quite literally around the planet right okay yeah so that makes sense so like yeah. if you picture like a parcel of water mm-hmm. a little packet of water however big or small it just it moving around the planet
1: okay it goes all the way around the ocean right right does that make sense no it's totally like, it's, totally it's a, i just it's haven't a hard heard to define i just haven't heard that before
0: yeah that's fair <laughs> that's super fair yeah. this is not something i talked about until i was in college. Um, and even then, like, my upper-level classes in college. So I, it's helpful that you're here to, like, help me explain, like, make it more digestible, I guess. Yeah, I feel like, that, the you know, planet. I'm going to yeah. be
1: asking the questions that the people might be thinking. That's what I want. If they are also the... 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 <laughs> 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 yeah, if they're like me. The... <laughs> if they're also the... Yeah. Velas-
0: Oh, so it's, yeah, it's like a constantly moving system. Okay, sorry, it's go the, wa- the ocean water constant. yeah, no, it's good. That's good, this is good, mm-hmm. it's good. Okay, big picture stuff. Big planet, big picture. Yeah, the whole planet as a whole, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like to think of it, you know, when you fly somewhere, say you fly to Seattle to visit me, uh-huh. say you fly to the Pacific Northwest to, divis- to visit me, um, just planting seeds, and... Uh, You go, you check a bag because you got lots of things, right? And then you go and you get your bag at those like little, it's like quite literally a conveyor belt, Mm -hmm. right? You go and you pick up your bag at the baggage check and you leave, right? Yeah. So let's picture the whole airport as the ocean and it's just got one of those little conveyor belts moving around, right? Okay. The whole airport or just like the whole, even just like the baggage claim area. It's just going all the way around, right? Each suitcase that's on there is heat it's just like a molecule heat it can be not a molecule that's not how we talk about heat so picture picture like each suitcase is like a packet of heat it's a parcel of heat for sure for sure for sure okay so you've got the conveyor belt it's moving all the way around the baggage claim section and it's taking a bunch of suitcases with it and then people take suitcases and they leave with them and they take them to other places right yeah 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 so, it's an auditory medium, but uh, maybe we can post this picture somewhere. If you want, like, a map of the global ocean conveyor belt, I have a little picture of it on our notes here. I will post so that. You can take you can take a gander, Carly. Uh, everyone else, just picture it. I don't know. Um, but basically, so the global ocean conveyor belt is like a big current. goes all the way around the planet, right? And obviously, it goes all the way around the planet, so it changes and does different things. So, it starts... Obviously, it doesn't actually start anywhere, but we start looking at it, right? We think about it starting in Norway. Um, so that's like the newest slash oldest water, I guess you could think. Of. No, let's not. That's too deep. Um, it starts in Norway, and then it goes all the way around the world. It goes north and then south and then east and then west, right? And then it kind of does like a loop-de-loop in the Pacific Ocean. It shoots the gap between Australia and Indonesia, Um and moves around quite a bit splits up comes back together all this good stuff and eventually it comes back to norway so carly do you have a guess as to how long a parcel of water would take to go from norway and then go around the whole planet and then back to norway
1: how long
0: yeah like how long does it take to complete the global ocean conveyor belt
1: 24 hours
0: 24 hours <laughs> that is <some> fast water <laughs> okay how about a thousand
1: years? <laughs> what? Yeah. A thousand years?
0: Yeah. So.
1: Oh my God. Of, That's yeah. hard hitting info. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look really shocked. <laughs> I am. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. It takes a thousand years for one parcel, you could even say like one molecule of water to go through the entire ocean current, right? All of it. So, um, the same, like the. If I were to go out and stand in the ocean, the water that would be touching me was the last time it was in that place. I guess. Hold on. Let me describe this another way. Mm. I'm just saying, like, a thousand years ago was um, the year 1021, right? Right. So that's what it looked like. That, like, the last time the ocean, the water molecules were about lined up to ours now, was in 1021. That's insane in perspective. I don't know if that's like hard to think about right it is hard to
1: think about because like i feel like furthest just, the let, farthest back it. conceptually my like to like modern civilization i can imagine stuff is probably like f- the 1500s right <laughs> where i can t- imagine what's what was going on yeah 1021 no, i don't 1021. know Ten twenty one. i don't know what they 1021 were doing bc no not bc 1021
0: ad i don't know man ad a-J? A-D? <laughs> yeah, modern times. Anyway, a thousand years ago is when, you know, the ocean looks like it did now in terms of currents. Like, that's not, that's, it's not right. Okay. That's fine. It's cool. Yeah, we got there. Um, and this is, water is like fueled, like the, hmm. I knew this was going to happen. All right, hold on, hold on. So the basic concept here that keeps the water moving is that warm water floats and cold water sinks, right? A difference in density so cold water sinks mm-hmm. warm water floats we've all felt this in like a swimming pool right right water, water's warmer on top and so the entire global ocean conveyor belt is powered by changes in density the fuel that the water ha- gets to keep moving is just because some water sinks and some water floats does that make sense absolutely and the, f- the gas stations <laughs> are at the poles and at the equator and This is where you get a lot of very very salty water, um, because when water freezes, wait, the salt what do you mean not... by gas
1: stations?
0: Yeah, so where it like refuels, I guess. Like the engines, I don't know. So like the fuel, like the the areas where water is sinking, the most sinking or float, like changes in in density when it's changing okay. the yeah, depth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think this will make a... a lot of. It. No, you're good, and I think this is a great time for everyone listening right now to go look at this that is posted on the Instagram. Yeah, there's an. So I think you're talking about where the red arrows meet the blue, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in this graphic, a red arrow is warm water, and a blue water is cold. Exactly. Blue arrow is cold water.
1: Cold water being deep. That's when, when it's at the surface. The yeah. density so changes are happening.
0: Yeah you're welcome yeah so it happens mostly at the poles like very far north or very far south and then also a little bit at the equator and that's just because that's where water is saltier that makes sense got it because of either evaporation or sea ice formation means saltier water we might need to skip that because that could be a big topic there but yeah every time water cools and sinks that's like that's what fuels the global ocean conveyor belt so every time water cools and sinks surface water floods in to fill that gap and it creates a current all right and that's all this is just a big long current going around the whole world a really slow current right it goes at about a couple centimeters per second um so it's much slower than what we think about as like regular wind-driven currents so like most of the currents that you think about that one in finding nemo whatever that really fast current is in finding nemo that's not what we're talking about here
1: but is that real that is real it
0: is yeah okay. it is real it is real yep okay you do another one on that yeah
1: you can do um, a whole thing on finding nemo
0: yeah <laughs> no seriously oh my god i would love to <laughs> are there any freshwater fish in finding nemo i don't think so no um so as this water moves around our planet it changes in density, it changes in salinity, so how salty it is, and it changes in temperature, right? And this is why like obviously different parts of the ocean have different characteristics. And we separate all of these little chunks of ocean, we call them water masses, and uh, we name them for like where they are, right? So we get like the North Atlantic Subtropical Gyre or the Antarctic Circumpolar Current, right? None of this really, uh, you don't need to know the names They're not. As the water moves around our whole planet, it takes on different characteristics. So some parts are really salty. Some parts are not so salty. Um, We get changes in density, changes in temperature. And because of this, we can kind of like separate our ocean into different chunks, right? We call them different masses of water. So we get the Antarctic Circumpolar Current, right? That's the current that circulates all of Antarctica we get South Pacific bottom water. So in the South Pacific, all the way deep at the bottom of the ocean, that's the South Pacific bottom water. Um, So it's like a 3D structure as well as a 2D one, right? So we go east, west, north, south. And then also how deep is that water that we're looking Mm. at? And this kind of acts as like a roadmap for researchers. And if you're interested in learning more of this, uh, everyone's favorite text on it is called The Ecological Geography of the Sea. It was written by a guy named Longhurst. It is peer-reviewed. It's a published book. Um, It was in 2007 that it was published. And it's kind of like the basis for defining all the characteristics of all these different chunks of water, all these different water masses. So you can actually open this book and be like, oh, tell me about the Antarctic circumpolar current. And this guy goes in such depth. He's like, here's what we're expecting to see from the Antarctic arctic circumpolar current we see a lot of this type of plankton and the water does this and it looks like that right it's you know acting this way in terms of temperature um and this is really cool because it's a really 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 great source um to use in like scientific papers right when i go out i teach students in oceanography out in the ocean and a lot of uh their projects are based on like how each water mass is different from what it was and like what we're expecting to see from it, if that makes sense. And obviously, change over time is really great for tracking climate
1: change. So it's like this whole roadmap that we can
0: use and compare back to.
1: That sounds like an amazing resource. And that is something we will also link on the website.
0: Yeah, it's a huge book. Um It's really dense. But, you know, take a peek at it. It's fun. Well, you know,
1: if you're curious, if you're a nerd, you yeah. know, we... Yeah. we I, want, I just want everyone to remember, like, we, we want to present facts and that we will always have sources for you. So I don't want people to ever, you know, if anyone's itching to learn more about the Ocean Conveyor Belt, we'll have that for you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Carl. are mm-hmm. really supported right now. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, and then fun fact, I was once supposed to go into the Antarctic Circumpolar Current really excited to go into the acc we call it yeah and we were we started in new zealand we started sailing east and then we had to take uh we were gonna sail east enough to like hit it sample some water there there was like one type of plankton i was really psyched to see Um, but we didn't make it because of a hurricane a cyclone southern hemisphere yeah cyclone kenny folks wait so do cyclones only happen in the southern hemisphere yeah what why they rotate they rotate the other way oh
1: my word i yeah i like god i never
0: i think it's uh things it's you hear about
1: but you don't register you know
0: yeah dude <laughs> it's all because of something called oh what's the name of this effect in transport it's not i transport what's the name of the effect when things are deflected to the left or right in the hemisphere ah oh, there it is okay <clears> okay <throat> Yeah. Hurricanes rotate differently in each hemisphere, right? So northern ones are called hurricanes. And then the south, uh-huh. southern hemisphere, it's called a cyclone. Uh-huh. And it's just because of something called the Coriolis effect. Oh, yeah. All right, you may all right, have heard right, of it. Right, right, you right. probably learned about it in like high school or science. Yeah. Really cool, can get way into it. Maybe a different, you know, it's already a pretty dense lesson here. <laughs> but yeah, so and also, um, if you're curious, toilet water circles, yeah. like that, that, is not, that is not dependent on hemisphere. No. Thats just dependent on the jets in your toilet all right that's that's fake it's that is fake because be I went to Australia
1: porioles. and that didn't happen yeah, it's just the jets in
0: your toilet y'all it goes both ways in the hemisphere it goes in the northern hemisphere it goes both ways in the southern <laughs> hemisphere. anyway, just people like to know
1: um,
0: but yeah, tornadoes and hurricanes, not even tornadoes, just hurricanes, big large storm systems rotate the other way southern okay, hemisphere. so
1: that's why you weren't able to go to the antarctic circumpolar current
0: yeah wow look at you yeah that was amazing okay acc yep we had to turn north and then we actually did get caught in um some really high winds
1: on a boat oh that's scary uh, cycle cycle no
0: category one category one cyclone conditions which oh, is about ooh, 60 to 70 miles an hour winds yeah oh my yeah God. it was a time that's what we call type two fun, folks. It's not fun while it's happening, but it's fun now. I just I heard Everyone that lives. term.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you? It's There's, one of my favorite ones. Well, I and I was memories. well, I was
1: pissed about it because they were talking about like running a marathon, and I was like, that's never gonna be something I do fun?
0: yeah I don't think so <laughs> type 2 fun is not something that you willingly put exactly, yourself in yeah. for the most part for but the then
1: afterwards part. you talk about it. you're like yeah it was I'm glad I did it it was pretty crazy yeah
0: it's so like you're glad I did it but I don't feel like doing it again right now no, how it feels. Never. yeah like you know I'm glad I went through you know category one cyclone conditions on a boat but do I want to do it again ever nah dude
1: mm-hmm. for sure
0: nah I might but not on purpose <laughs> Anyway, that's one of those defining moments. Um, But I just, you know, every time I think about the ACC, I'm like, oh, I was so close. Hopefully I'll get the chance to go back there. Um, But anything, all these water masses, right? They are so distinct that you can actually tell if you're on a big boat, you can tell from when you've crossed from one into the other. Right. So we have instruments on our boat, on the boat that I work on that are constantly telling us the temperature, salinity and density of the water. Um, and you can tell you can if you plot it on a graph and look at it over the course of a couple of days, you can tell when we were sailed from one water mass into the next one.
1: Isn't that neat? That is super neat. And does is that also like indicative? Indic, how do you say that word? Indica, indicative, indicative yeah. of like when you see the ocean changing color. Like there's like a line between the two, or is that just like the oceans next to like yeah when the Atlantic's next to the like Indian Ocean. Right. Okay. It's
0: not that drastic. Like when we sail, it's like over the course of several days that we can tell.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but there are parts where that's, you're probably thinking of like tide lines or like river output. Um, that can be from a couple different things. You can see clear lines of the water and that's really cool. Okay. That's just, it's usually like either like sediment or river output or, um, like if the tide goes in and out, you can actually see where the tide line is. Like when the tide is going in and out, like where those two bodies of water are meeting, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, i see that a lot also those are areas where you can see like lots of dolphins and things so if you see a tide line look around for some dolphins oh or seals or little mammals or fish oh or heck whales you know oh heck heck (laughs) whales (laughs) anyway moving on so just uh the final thing i want to talk about here is this affects the climate and this is um i don't know i think really important to a lot of people but like. Have you ever thought about? I live in the Pacific Northwest, but I used to live in upstate New York, right? And I went to school on Long Island. Um, and Long Island is farther south. Yeah, yeah, okay. Long Island is farther south than where I live in Washington mm-hmm. right now. However, I live in very coastal Washington, right? So if you think about it, like the climate in the Pacific Northwest and the climate on in New York are really different, right? We get a ton of rain, but we get almost no snow until you go up into the mountains. But like New York gets like a full four seasons. You get snow, you get hot summers. The summers, the seasons in Washington, it's like cooler summers and warmer winters than New York. New York has hotter summers and colder winters. That makes okay. sense. There's more extremes in New York. Yeah. And that's because all of the water where I am, where in Washington, all of our ocean water is coming down from Alaska. Okay if you were to jump in the water here it would be almost the same freezing as yeah yeah it's really I, cold
1: as so a west york, coast like, girl the water is yeah. always cold wherever you go The
0: water's always cold even like california like the water oh it's so cold it barely gets comfortable almost never and it yeah. doesn't fluctuate that much whereas in new york it's like 50 degrees in the winter and like 70 degrees in the summer just water temperature fahrenheit
1: yeah so, it's nuts yeah,
0: and that's because all of the water in New York is coming up from the south,
1: it's coming ah. up from
0: Florida. So even just looking at like California versus Florida, like you get these huge different climate changes, and it's just because of how the ocean circulates. all Oh, the
1: okay. And again, if anyone wants to refer back to that, um, like infographic, that like looking at it while she's saying that, yeah, it's, it's... all clicking. You can see it.
0: Yeah. And it's also um, a fun fact: in the summers in on Long Island. New York, you can actually see some tropical fish. No shit, because because they ride the Gulf Stream up the coast. They're just yeah. riding it, huh? They ride it, yeah. And you're like swimming around, <laughs> looking at like you know seaweed and seagrass and all of these like beautiful things. And then you're like, oh shit, a butter, a oh shit, a butterfly fish. What are you doing here? Wow. um And then they die when it cools down again. But
1: um, they die. Which is kinda
0: interesting. Yeah, they die in Long Island.
1: Oh, like they weren't supposed all to go Long that Island far, lives, yeah. far or what? Yeah
0: yeah oh, so they shit. they ride the coast up they're good they're riding that gulf stream like it is as effective it's like a fish mover it moves fish effectively right right
1: but why would they die
0: because then in the winter it gets cold they don't go back down that's why? Not how it works it's a one-way current
1: i know but like yeah then why would they even be riding is it they just have no choice <laughs> yeah, They fish just are always- don't <sighs> fish don't know and-
0: it's cool they're okay it's only like you know a couple of them well fish
1: have a pretty short lifespan or i guess it depends on what fish right it depends on the fish okay never mind um
0: yeah that's okay though they're just little guys maybe they get eight they're not they just die because it gets too cold but there's a lot of fish in the ocean so it's okay (laughs) okay okay yeah yeah but anyway it's like if you think about right washington versus like europe like the uk right they don't get like a ton of snow right like it just rains a bunch there right just like in washington and that's because we're both in the northeastern parts of our oceans so oh. the northeastern pacific and the northeastern atlantic look kind of the same in terms of climate wow so again, the same type of circulation yeah and that need to think about so basically um the hit movie and book series twilight could have also been set in never the UK. never heard of it never heard of twilight <laughs> Okay, well, there's this really good book series. <laughs> um, it happened uh out in Washington, Forks, Washington. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, it's a great time. Anyway, what would you know? Would French Edward have been sexier than his accent? Edward? Yeah. Yeah. What about Bella? It's just mm, a fun thing. She to would have about. just it... been a a little bitchier, right? A little, yeah, probably. Just month more
1: cigarettes. I don't want to put all French I'm people sorry, French in a people. box. <laughs>
0: Uh, je suis désolé. Yeah, French dudes yeah. can get it.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, also, uh, if you go like Disney World, is there's a bunch of them, right, all over the world. Mm-hmm. There's a global ocean circulation of Disney Worlds. No, um, no, but there's there's Disney Paris, right, and Disney Paris's um, castle looks different, and it's because it's usually set around a gray sky background. Really? Yeah and also okay. because they have a lot of castles in europe already so they had to make it look different but i think it's like pink it's like a beautiful pink color and it's because that stands out really nice behind a, a gray sky oh i can which see is a gray sky because of global ocean circulation and also we get these like weird microclimates like uh san francisco right does its own thing entirely does not follow any expected patterns of weather
1: based on anywhere else in the world but get you like know what weird, If you want sourdough bread, that's where the yeast likes to grow, baby. Actually? (laughs) That's the place for it. San Francisco. Does yeast come from San Francisco? It doesn't come from there, but the... So sourdough bread is from San Francisco, and that is, like, there is a clear difference. It's all due to the climate. The way that the yeast, like, ferments there um, makes the sourdough bread incredible. Wow. Yeah. So you got to go down there and you got to get like a clam chowder bread. I know you don't really eat fish, but okay. But you're going to have to have a sourdough (laughs) bread bowl with clam chowder. Okay. And I digress.
0: Uh, I'll do my best. I'll just eat around the clams. I'll
1: eat the soup. You eat the bread. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's a big deal here too in, in a... yeah oh i know they think clam chowder but like i'm from the east coast where clam chowder is like born and made so i feel like it can't be but there's
1: two different clam chowders yeah there's new england clam chowder yeah which i'm pretty sure is the kind of and and then there's maine yeah that's the same there's like the rhode
0: island clam chowder. yeah which is like
1: like soupier it's like gross it's like
0: clear broth
1: almost disgusting
0: abhorrent to me um but i've never tried it and i don't eat clams so i can't you know people like
1: it i guess whatever it's because they're just upset because they're such a small state. They're the smallest yeah. state. So they have yeah. to like it.
0: I love it. I love Rhode Island. You've got to go to Rhode Island. We'll get you there. Anyway, so basically sourdough bread in San Francisco um, is so good because of the global ocean conveyor belt. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we just like came together on that. We really did. That yeah. was good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, oh, man. All right. Before I wrap this up, do you have any questions?
1: You know what? I have been rudely asking my questions throughout Not this whole rudely. thing. <laughs> I
0: love. It. It's been a really necessary part of this whole so thing. So no, yeah. Okay, great. All right. Pause for questions. Moving on. So just to summarize, right? Oceans big. We can live on this planet because it re- redistributes heat around the planet. We talked about that a million times. All of the water in the ocean, you can split it up into different chunks, different masses. They all have different characteristics. Just like land does, right? Desert versus coastal. Same deal with the ocean. And that's it. I will say this. Those are the big takeaways.
1: This was very informative. And actually, I feel like towards the end, a lot of stuff started coming back to me. Probably that I learned in like high school or earlier at some point in my life. And I was like, oh, right, right, right. And you know what, guys? The ocean isn't so bad. But, you You know, it's it's still a scary place, but you know, it's pretty freaking neat. I'm okay with fear, as long as it's like a healthy, respectful fear. You know what, I tell people all the time, like, water is my biggest fear, and maybe that's why I work in water. Yeah. (laughs) To overcome that. Well, by that rule, I should have studied spiders. (laughs) There's so many spiders out here.
0: Are there, yeah, is it? Wait, I have so many questions about your bug thoughts on the east coast because i live in a house my house now has a lot of spiders which is like i've gotten over my spider fear in a big way just to be clear here folks but i'm proud of you thank you it's because um i saw a single camel spider in israel and yeah. thought hey that's that's not terrible that's not trying to kill me right now
1: yeah
0: um but i didn't see that many but if you remember like my first two weeks in israel it was like a, a kind of a panicky mess because i thought there were going to be camel spiders everywhere you couldn't even look, look at a, not.
1: like a picture of a spider without yeah. like wanting to throw up
0: true and actually that still holds pictures of spiders are actually scarier
1: than the real thing for me. i kind of agree like up close yeah and stuff yeah i don't need to see that that's just how fear works
0: yeah but like if there's an actual spider there was one in my room the other day just let it go okay. but yeah are you finding are you finding like lots of daddy long legs and things
1: oh my god okay so like a lot of the structures i work with that are yeah. along the streams and rivers they're yeah. like like small enclosures and spiders love those things so like you open the door and like there's just spiders everywhere sometimes there's mice and I'm just like mice yeah and so and it was kind of like that back in the desert but not as many
0: spiders
1: and like sometimes scorpions but like really not that bad and lots of lizards but so yeah, it's just no like a new no beast. No I think. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine because it's not like they're like crawling on me. You should love the ocean very much. Thank you. Say thank you to the ocean because we literally wouldn't exist without her. Thank you, Ocean. Thank you, Ocean. And thank you thank for you. tuning in again this week and listening. And um again, check us out on Instagram for that sick ass infographic at water dot water everywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. and give us a good rating on whatever however you're listening to podcasts
1: yeah subscribe please
0: that helps us out so much
1: yep thanks everybody again a link to the website will is on our Instagram so thank you so much and we will see you next week see you next week or not see you (laughs) yeah good point we'll be back next week you'll be be back we'll, (laughs) we'll be back in your ear hall soon bye